It's very rare that you find a support team, a group of people that consistently push into you and, and give you that recharge and give you that energy and give you that light that you need to be able to do this. Mississippi is known for our music, our food and hospitality, but we're also state full of creativity, innovation and entrepreneurs. From Innovate Mississippi, this is Startup State. Today, Gary talks with Vince Jordan of Labaki. That's L-O-B-A-K-I. Labaki builds virtual and augmented reality worlds for healthcare, education, and corporate training. Labaki's fast growth has been supported by Innovate Mississippi through speaking opportunities, events, and an investor roadshow. Labaki recently closed the first round of investment led by the North Mississippi Angel Fund. Vince, we're so excited to have you on the Startup State podcast with Innovate Mississippi. I am Laura John standing in for Gary Watts, the CEO of Fuse.Cloud. I'm, I've been at Fuse.Cloud and served in a, a variety of roles, but mostly oversee our marketing team at Fuse.Cloud and now serve as Chief Strategy Officer, which is a really vague title, which means when you keep a vague title, you don't have a whole lot of expectations. That's the hidden secret. I just want to dig right in and talk to you about your life. I'm always inspired by entrepreneurs and specifically about what made them an entrepreneur, how they got to where they are. So can you give us just a bit of your background and how you got to where you are um, from a startup standpoint, how you got to starting the business? And then I'll dig into specific questions about uh, your business. Laura, nice to see you again and be with you. Um, Boy, how does an entrepreneur get born, right? Uh, I had uh, three paper routes when I was 10 years old and uh, lived outside of Chicago. Um, so one of them was the Chicago Tribune, the other was the Chicago Sun-Times, and the other was the Beacon News. So on Sundays, I was carrying probably a ton and a half of newspaper uh, around the neighborhood. Um, that's my earliest uh, recollection of being an entrepreneur. Um, I've been in uh, the technology field all my life. My folks were as well. So I cut my teeth on mainframe computers before there were minis and micros and smartphones and any of this stuff. Uh, the internet uh, existed, but only for scientific research purposes. Uh, the DARPA net, it was called. Um, I woke up one day and looked at the CEO of um, a company I was working for. And I thought, you know, I could be that person. I'm almost certain I could be that person. And I got the crazy idea to go start my first company. Um, Lobaki, where I'm at right now, is my seventh. Now, these days, when I stand up in front of um, college students who are in entrepreneurial classes, uh, I always warn the professor before they ask me to speak. I go, look, you know, I'm going to spend the first 25 minutes explaining how devastating this disease is and how they should run for the hills. Um, and then the three that are left of the 125 we're talking to, I'll talk to them about being an entrepreneur. Um, so, yeah, it is a bit of an addiction, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, there's it's almost almost impossible to not once you've started down this yep. road. Yep. I'm yeah, I'm actually experiencing that a little bit myself. I, I was an accidental entrepreneur and a few years ago based on a, a, a husband's job change and move. And now um, I'm back back again. So I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, there's there's thrill in it. Um, there is panic in it. Uh, those go side by side all day long. You probably know being an entrepreneur yourself. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's just 
fantastic. You get a vision, you get an idea, something that you want to do, and you take a look around and, you know, maybe you have a shovel and some dirt and you go for it, right? And you just make it happen from there. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's interesting because I am involved with uh, young entrepreneurs and universities and community colleges. And I speak with these groups and he's like, well, what's the recipe? And I'm like, recipe? <laughs> There's no recipe. <laughs> so when you say you've been a part of seven companies, obviously we want to talk specifically about Labaki, but I do want to kind of understand from idea creation to like, if, if you've had seven, you know, my hope is that yeah. all of them have been successful. Oh but, no, that doesn't, but, go, that doesn't go that way. But that's what we <laughs> want to talk about is those that weren't. So what can you say of the ones that have been successful? Um, you know, what might be an indicator of success or the question you could ask yourself or you did ask yourself early on, or maybe looking back, you should have asked yourself. I'd love to know that. Right. Um, okay. Well, if we start with the ones that have been successful, I mean, that's that's kind of the easiest to talk about, believe it or not, because it begins with your the team of individuals around you. And, and that might be one other person. Right. Um, you know, when the, the ones I've done by myself that were sole proprietorships and it was just me. I mean, that's simple. You know, drag my, I'm the employee and the employer. So I drag my employee out of bed in the morning, tell him to go to work and I can, you know, have any conversation I want. Then it's no problem. Um, the the ones that have been really successful got big and did what we mostly what we wanted to do. And that's another side of being an entrepreneur, which is an interesting conversation. So you start out with a notion to go this direction and then the river takes you wherever the river is going to take you. And you've got to be able to adjust and move. And yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when, when the, uh, the VCs go, I need a five-year plan from you. And I'm going, Really? Okay, and where in that five-year plan do I put pandemic? Right, is right. That year right. two, an unexpected, right? Three, yeah, right. And if it's not a pandemic, it's a market crash because uh, the housing, the banks went crazy and gave away all these mortgages. And go ahead, pick your disaster and right. how that's going to affect um, the company. So you better be more fluid and be able to move like a ballerina than, you know, thinking that you're going to do a five-year plan and go doink, 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 doink. Right. That's just, the world's not going to let that happen. So it was a one-year plan? What would you recommend? What? Right? For the one-year plan. plan? I, I absolutely would. The one-year plan. You know, I'm, I'm, this is January. That's December. This is where we think we're going and how we're going to get there. And let's pay attention every step along the way. Get together, you know, regularly. If we're not physically together, then let's make sure we're doing this two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, you know, and and just we're all moving in the same direction. End of the year, let's look at what's going on with the market, the economy. Nowadays, the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Am I going to be able to get chips out of China? Right. Mm. Yeah. So you said it starts with a team. So the key starts thing with a team. The key to success is having the right team. Was that what you would would say? Uh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, number one. And and you know the the venture guys um, will tell you that too, right? Yeah. When they talk about who they invest in. You've heard it over and over and over. They invest in the people first. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur, think about the people first. If it's going to be one other person you're starting with, who's that person? When I started Lobaki, I started Lobaki with my oldest son. 
And I had already, and, and I didn't know I was going to be successful because he was my oldest son. I knew we were going to be successful because he had worked with me before and we'd been in companies together before. And I understood how he worked and what he was like and that he's absolutely brilliant and capable of doing anything. And yeah, right. so, so that was a good start. And we went built from there. Well, tell us about, so let's hear about Labaki. Tell us about what you're doing um, what, how long you've been around and then what's kind of gotten you to, I know that you've, at least since I've talked to you last, so a couple of years ago, probably two or three years ago, yeah. um, I've seen a lot about you guys in the, <laughs> in the media. So that's good to hear. So just tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing at Labaki. So at Labaki, um, you know, this is, this is that whole interesting weird thing about being an entrepreneur, right? Because when Josiah and I started Lobaki back in 2016, our notion was we were going to figure out how you use virtual reality for mental health purposes. And that was the reason we did, we started doing this within, you know, less than six months, we found ourselves in Clarksdale, Mississippi, working with a bunch of young students um, from the high school there, seeing if we could turn them into VR developers. And that's a weird, crazy little story to how we ended up there. And we worked with them through the summer of 2017. It worked, what we were doing. And then one day, Dr. J.R. Love from the University of Mississippi walks in our door and we say hello, introduce him to VR. He tells a great part of the story, uh, his own feelings and experience with that. And for the next um, you know, uh, school semester year, next school year, so 2017 to 2018, Dr. Love and I and one of his students start traveling around the Delta meeting principals, superintendents, teachers, students, introducing them to virtual reality. And all of a sudden we are in the bring VR to schools and disadvantaged students business. And wow, <laughs> that was nowhere in the business plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you had to have a one year plan instead of a five year plan. Right? <laughs> right. And, and we started down that road and, and to date, right now, we are in 44, 45, 46 schools in 10 states, K through 12, wow. community colleges, universities, mostly in, in southern states. Um, so Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, southern Illinois, um, but also out west in Utah and um, Texas. So, you know, the word just went out what we were doing. And the pandemic actually fueled what we were doing because early on, a number of the schools that we were already working with were saying, how do we use this technology to get teachers and students back together again? Right. Yeah. Because this Zoom thing just isn't working out. Mm -hmm. And they figured that out like months into the pandemic. It didn't take a year. Mm -hmm. And so um, working with my uh, good friend, uh, Adam Angana, who had he was the head of school at the time in Summerall, Mississippi. We took his eighth grade class. We sent headsets home with all the students. We set a headset home with the teacher. I was the VR curator. And we invented um, virtual reality school, essentially. Wow. Spring semester. So, again, pivot. Right, <laughs> right. You know, because the there world seems is to be a, th a theme here. Yes, right. <laughs> and and I can tell you, even going back through all the other companies, you know, 
the, 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 the creator of the universe has this notion that, you know, you're really interesting. I think I'm going to have some fun with you. Let's see if you can react to properly to this or that or the other thing. And you just take what, you know, the world gives you and you embrace it and you go like crazy and you see if you can make it work. I think if you're, you know, you're doing the right thing for the right reasons with the right people, you're going to do well. Yeah. There's there's a fellow I work with up in Kentucky, and he says we will do well by doing good. Yeah, and I love that phrase, you yeah. know. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good, you know. If you're, I, I can tell you, I've been that entrepreneur during the um, uh, internet era, where everybody was making money just doing ridiculous things. I was one of those guys who said, oh, well, we should just create this and then we'll build it for two years and then we'll sell it and make a whole boatload of money. That doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Unless the planet wants it to happen. You know, the creator wants it to happen. So, yeah, do the right thing for the right reasons with the right people. That's good. And I think you're going to write that down real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So, you know, talking about with, I really feel like a, a trend based on your story is with the right people around you. And I feel like um, those of us who have been through starting our own businesses or who, you know, habitually start our own businesses, and that's just part of who we are. um, You know, one of the things that can really make or break you is the support of the people around you. And, you know, not everybody buys in because I can imagine in virtual reality, you may have had a naysayer or two. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's something that I'd love for you to speak to just about, um, you know, people who don't catch your vision or people who don't, you know, see what you see and how to, while still honoring a, a relationship or friendship, how do you, um, you know, keep that from letting your you down or keep from getting discouraged or pressed on? Um, because they're definitely going to be those people who just don't understand your vision and that's, you know, shouldn't get us down. So let's, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the, the, you know, that happens. That's just, that's part of families. That's part of business. That's part of life. Um, you know, that's just the part of the deal. Um, you know, what you've got to do, you, you, I guess, number one, you have to be confident enough in, what you believe and what you're doing and how you're doing it to be able to handle those kinds of situations. Otherwise you're going to get squirreled around all over the place. And then you're chasing your tail around a tree and you're not going to go anywhere. Um, You should listen. I have found some of, you know, people who are, who are right up in my face saying, this doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't do everything. On the one hand, I'm going, okay, so we're not going to go very far down this road together. But on the other hand, I'm sitting there going, okay, keep talking, keep talking. Keep your mind open, right? right? Go on, because I'm sure you see something I don't see that I probably should see. And I want that nugget and I want that nugget and I want that nugget. And then we embrace and I go this way and you go that way. Um, you know, so getting getting defensive and, and, and mad and I mean, that's just not healthy for a human being anyway. Um, but you're going to miss there's there's truth in everything anybody says. Yeah. You just got to find it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then you've got to internalize it and then figure out 
how and when to apply it. I can tell you that in in this journey with Lobaki, there's been very little. There has been that for short, um, but very little of it um, because this is, you know, VR is um, for those of you who have been in headsets with me, you know, uh, is magical, is wonderful. It's it's amazing. Um, we're changing lives. I mean, literally changing lives using, you know, this technology. And, and that's one of the most exciting aspects um, of it as well. So, yeah, um, but you, you know, you, you just, you got to listen, take it in and then go. Thank you very much. Now I have to take, take what you need and yeah, exactly. the rest. Yeah. Well, not to skip around, but you did mention that you started the business with the vision of this helping mental health yep. patients. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because that's something I'm very, very interested in how, how that affects mental health. Yeah. So what Josiah and I saw real early on working with VR, um, I, I'll guess I'll just give you a, a, a quick little antidote here and then I'll, I'll explain further. Um, I was working with a group of teachers here a few months ago in um, uh, Atlanta introducing them. They were actually uh, one of our new uh, clients and I was uh, putting the teachers through virtual reality and all this. And, and after a session with a group of teachers, one of them walks up to me and she goes, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She goes, so is your job just to travel around the country and bring joy to people? And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. Great. Right. You know, and I thought about it. I was like, looking at all these big smiling faces and big eyes around the room. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's it. That's my job. That's what I do. And, and we saw real early on when we were very carefully introducing people to VR and VR experiences and putting them in these wonderful, you know, taking them to Italy, putting them on the moon, having them fly through outer space, you know, whatever the, the wonder and the joy that would come to them. And we thought, boy, can you use this to treat depression? Can you use this to treat anxiety? Can you calm people with this? I worked with a therapist early on and she um, taught people how to meditate to, to be well. And I remember the day she was in my shop and it was really interesting because I got her all set up with a VR system and everything. She goes, I need to spend a few hours with this. I was like, okay, fine. Here you go. Call me if you need help. And it was really interesting because I watched her all day long. She would get into the headset and I was watching her doing breathing techniques and stuff. Then she'd pop out and she would do it without the headset. Pop in, pop out, pop in. I was like, what the heck is she doing over there? And then she comes up to me about four hours later. She goes, okay, well, that's cheating. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, it takes me, I'm trained. It takes me five minutes to get into a meditative state. It takes me 15 minutes to an hour, half an hour to get a patient into a meditative state. And you put that thing on and you're there. I was like, so it's a good cheat. She goes, yeah, I need one of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right? That's so, really cool. That's a very unconventional, you know, obviously like just a really unconventional way of thinking about healing through virtual reality, yeah. which is amazing. We're, 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 we're currently, we've just um, engaged with a client out of Chicago that has 400 therapists around the country that treats patients specifically um, that suffer from uh, OCD. And they're going to be using VR 
with all those therapists throughout the country. That's so cool. And so we actually, so this is the funny part, right? Is you start a company in 2016 with an idea of what you're going to do. You go all the way to 2021 before you get a chance to realize that for the first time. And everything else in between actually brought you there. So we took, I don't know if you ever um, read the uh, Sunday comics, but there used to be this comic called Family Circus. And um, the mom would call for the little kid and the little kid would go up the tree and down the tree and in the neighbor's yard and around the bend. And he just, you know, and then he finally get home. That's being an entrepreneur. So I know that you have a longstanding relationship with Innovate Mississippi and all of us have been tremendously, um, I guess we've all benefited from their support and love. Can you just tell us a little bit about how, your relationship with them and how they've helped you grow Labaki. Yeah, they, they have, well, <laughs> just the love and kindness and goodness you get out of that organization. If you got nothing else out of that organization, you walk out of any meeting with these beautiful people and you know, you're, you're just like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be good. You know, uh, but they did much more than that. I mean, they're, you know, they're so so well versed in what it takes to create a successful company, right? That those are the folks you can go to and go, okay, talk to me. You know, I actually want you to tell me what I'm doing wrong and then help me figure out what to do right, right? And they do it in such a loving manner. You just think you're, you know, getting hugs the whole time. But they're so good at, at what they do. And then, you know, we actually, we pitched to them and we pitched them. They said, you know, what about this? And what about that? It was really great because they helped us hone our vision and we finally had a successful pitch with them. So Labaki actually benefited with some uh, funding from uh, Innovate as well. But it was more, I think, more importantly along the way, they really helped us hone our story and how we presented it to people and, you know, on the business side, right? And then on the on, on the other side, I mean, just bringing folks to us all the time and helping us meet other people in the community and spreading that net further and further and the energy they put into our organization and into us as individuals and into me. It helps to have a team of people that believe in you. Um, like I said, you know, when you have somebody that believes in you, you can really change your life. And I always think when I think of Innovate Mississippi, I think about the lifeline option when you're on who wants to be a millionaire and <laughs> right? you can call a phone a friend or lifeline, I think, or so, I don't know. But all I know is that I feel like it's that constant connection with people who not only understand where you are, but can provide, you know, constructive criticism can provide, like you said, they helped you hone in your message. Yep. Um, they really are that start to finish resource for those of us who are crazy enough to keep, keep doing <laughs> this. <laughs> they've been as much of a blessing to me, I think, as well. But I know they've been a blessing to you. You know, you made me think of something when you, when you were talking about it, it uh, a visual came to mind because as an entrepreneur, as the, the founder, right, you know, you're, you're always, you're always pushing out, you're always taking out of here and, and pushing it out to your organization. You're always up. You're always, you know, you cannot walk into the company and have a bad day. You just can't. Right. right? It's very rare that you find a support team, a group of people that consistently push into you, right? And, and give you that recharge and give you that energy and give you that light that you need to be able to do this. And, and that's what Innovate Mississippi is.
for sure, from an entrepreneur's perspective. So I guess I want to kind of hear, as we sort of wrap up, your highest high and your lowest low in your professional career. Oh. What's your highest high in, to memory and your lowest low? Um, we can start with the lowest low. This is, this is part of the reason why I try and talk people out of being entrepreneurs. Uh, we had... Uh, we had a nice little company that was just cranking along, building um, fixed wireless broadband networks around the country. And we landed a big fish up in the Northeast. And we signed a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract, hired 75 people, secured a warehouse, filled it up with all this stuff. And eight months later, they went bankrupt. And I had to lay all those people off. And that was the worst experience of my life. When you say that people are what make it. Yeah. And then you have to disappoint people. I can only imagine how hard. And, and, and you know, the way I, I, I've never been that head of company, that guy that sits in an office and has people come see me. And, uh, you know, I, I like, I don't even like offices. I have a table with some stuff on it that I use when I'm not out and about and doing what needs to be done. And so that was, yeah, that was the lowest. Then of course the company went bankrupt. I mean, we got crushed and we were fine up until that. So you think you've got this big win. I mean, wow, look at this. Boom. Right. And then what you, even the little you had is gone. That's a train wreck. So there's that. <clears throat> the highest high? Wow. <clears throat> you know, for me, I don't know that it's a, I can point to a single one. I can tell you that the highest highs for me these days is, is seeing these lives changed. You know, seeing people who thought or other people thought or told them you're never going to amount to anything. And then they spend a year on the cover of Innovate Mississippi's magazine That's awesome. <laughs> showing the world that, yes, indeed, I am going to amount to something more than I ever dreamed of. And and that's one instance, but we we're seeing that over and over and over and over and over around the country in the places that we're working. And for me, you know, there's my highest high is is just these using this technology because I was in love with technology for the longest time, just for technology. You know, I, I I was I was definitely born way too early. I should be standing next to James T. Kirk and Mr. Spock, and we should be going through the universe. Go, you know, exploring worlds that haven't been explored before. So <clears throat> maybe that'll happen if I stick around long enough. But, <laughs> but, um, but over time, you know, and, and probably not too long ago, I, I fell in love with technology for what it can, what you can accomplish with it and, and what you can do with it. And, and there's no higher high than, than being able to turn somebody's life around, you know, and, and make it better than it is or could be if they kept on the same track that they were going. So I love this because I get a high, highest high every day. All the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what's cool about the way the world works is it really only takes one person to believe in you. 
to change your life. And it really, really is true. You know, if one person believes in you, we can move mountains. There is a spark of beautifulness and magic and wonder and capability in every single human being has been my experience so far. And I've been wandering around the planet for a little while. And, and so all that needs is somebody to, you know, Hey, take this out. (laughs) That worked. Let's do it again. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm, I'm so inspired. I feel, you know, you have an energy about you that even through a podcast speaker, I think can be felt and, and by many. And I know that the people that um, get to see you face to face are blessed by your energy and uh, what you've, I know a lot of people have been blessed by what you've done through this business, and I'm sure the remaining six as well. So congratulations to you for the success you've had so far, and we wish you the best on all your next endeavors. Let's start something great. From Innovate Mississippi, this has been Startup State. For more information on the Startup State podcast and entrepreneurial services offered by Innovate Mississippi, visit innovate.ms. Startup State is sponsored by Fuse.Cloud. Fuse.Cloud provides businesses of all sizes worry-free IT solutions. Visit Fuse.Cloud for more information. This podcast innovatively produced in Mississippi by MWB Studios.